you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, episode 90, Watcher and Howdy. Enjoy the show. I'm Rosie. I'm Jessica. And you're listening to Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun. Watcher. Howdy. These are our new intros. Yep. How's it going? Strong. I've got an Strong. amazing autumnal view out of the window. Uh, yes, I have um, a tree with lots of lovely gold leaves on it and beautiful crisp blue sky, which I know is your favourite. Mm. I mean, actually, yes, a crisp autumn day. Like, it can either be raining or it can be crisp. I do not want actively sunny. Oh, you know mine what is I mean? actively... Uh, well, well, mine is actively sunny, but you know, like the sun came out yesterday afternoon and I was like, no, 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 because I've already got the kitchen light on. You can't be doing this. Right. Okay. Okay. I think I understand. I don't understand. Um, I like the need to be bundled up, but also a pair of sunglasses. That's the sort of... No, I would like to be able to see because I don't have prescription sunglasses. So oh, yeah, you just you just have to double lens it. Yeah, no, we've established that me double lensing is not necessarily as acceptable as I'd hoped. Although, my glasses, my sunglasses were big enough that you kind of had to just... You, I think I could get away with it. <laughs> At least for a couple of days in Margate. I've not I, yeah, tried I it since. you could get away with it. It wasn't Shameful. immediately obvious, but it was quite funny once you knew. A friend of the show, Bridie, was telling me about Australian winter, which is basically crisp autumn for a good few months. Nice. We're planning on doing some kind of uh, trade if she has to move to Canada. I will be her for Canadian winter so she can go back and have Australian summer. Yeah. All makes sense. I mean, admittedly, it would mean having to be married to my friend Toby for half of the year. But oh, yeah, if could, it helps a gal could, like, get her summer. You could you could do a trade with him. I don't want to go to Australia in the summer because it's really hot and there are venomous things. I was listening to an episode of The Math of You and uh, Margaret was talking about how island animals, because they have no predators, they evolve and get really freaky. Except that has not happened in Britain because we are an island nation and the freakiest thing we have is badgers. Like vicious carnivores, but they're not really that vicious. It's not like That's because the badgers are the predators. Did you know that a badger's claws are strong enough to unroll unroll a hedgehog? Nothing else is. What, like if it's curled up? Yeah. They are the largest carnivore in Britain. I mean, I'm, I'm saying they're vicious, but it's not like they're... We don't have poisonous things or, like, um, snakes and spiders. Like, we don't have spiders as big as your face. There is no reason to be frightened of spiders in the UK. They're just none. None whatsoever. Oh, my God. If you live in Australia, there are, there are plenty of reasons to be frightened of yeah, spiders. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've recently discovered a lot of people I hold dear um, really scared of spiders. I don't which it. is great, because I have no fear of insects... Whereas I pick them up, I walk through the house, I then open a window and chuck, throw them out the window. Because um, I'm, I'm pretty cool like that. Very good. I thought I was going to have to, at work yesterday, um, be called upon to deal with a dying mouse. A dying mouse? Yes, it was going to take four of us You're going to put it out of its misery! Okay, no, what we were going to do is we were going to lure it into, Little an, mouse old, pillow. into an old Rivita box with a, with a mini cheddar and, and take it to the park or something like that. So um, because, um, our, uh, what, so animal... it can die at home? So, yeah, so it can die with dignity. Are you hospicing a mouse? We were going to hospice a, dead, uh, a dying, dying mouse because, frankly, the alleyway by the other side of our building is no place to end one's life. Um, but <laughs> it was all right because somebody, somebody uh, dispatched it for us. Well, oh my God, someone murdered a mouse. Yeah, it, it had... Right, what had happened is it had eaten oh, some... Oh, yeah, try and justify some, this act of con. No, it had eaten some mouse poison, so it was it was dying a not very nice death. So, actually, he did the correct thing. Did like, he stamp on it? He I don't t- want to know, actually. 
He hit it. What did he hit it with? It's got to be a comical <laughs> instrument. A shoe. It's got to be in the back of a shoe. It was a shovel. <laughs> no way. No way is our podcast. What on earth? <laughs> Jessica, everyone tells about how great and like charming and cozy this podcast is, and you telling anecdotes about people poisoning mice and then getting others to beat them to death with a shovel. It I love it. It, it was quite a traumatic moment. Basically, two of my colleagues discovered this mouse. Like, oh my god, what are we going to do? This mouse is poor. Mouse, this horrible thing is happening to it. So they got a. They got was a it box. turning inside out? That's what I assume that happens when you poison some an animal. It goes like oh, it's horrible. It takes hours. It slowly it's, turns inside out. It's, its eyes. No, its nervous system was just shutting down. So its its back legs weren't really working well, like, anymore. A shovel, like, did it splat it? Because if I, I had have a shovel, no idea. I, I swiftly behead. I wasn't, I wasn't present for it. Um, so, to the to, so said colleagues went and got a box and a mini cheddar to coax it into the box. Um, but obviously, other <laughs> other cheese-based um, crackers are available. Um, Mice but, don't even. What I've just remembered, mini cheddars aren't even cheese; they're biscuits. Well, yeah, but well, like, kicking the teeth. You're a mouse. You're like mm, a lovely biscuit selection. Can't wait to see the cheese board. And then you're approaching what you think is going to be a cheese board. It's actually an empty Ribena carton, and somebody hits you over the head with a shovel. It was, it was a Rivita carton box. Um, and oh my god, I can't even remember what brand. I think I'm entering a fugue state because you said Rivita. I was picturing <laughs> a Ribena carton somebody had cut open. You said mini cheddar. I was thinking about actual cheese. Um, and then they came. And then someone whacked it in with a shovel. Yeah. Yes. You don't need a shovel. It's a mouse. I don't. I it's don't not know. A bear. I wasn't. I wasn't present for the. But basically, what's happened is they found. Yeah, I know, the mouse. but I've got a lot they, of feedback. They tried to deal with it. They couldn't deal with it. They came upstairs to find me because they thought I would be able to deal with it. I and another you're colleague you're were vegan. upstairs. So, so. But I think they thought I would just because they weren't. They weren't trying to like do anything horrible to it. They just wanted to try and coax it into a box so they could take it to the park. Yeah. Um, I mean, you are you are an, uh, a sensible, no nonsense woman, but also I wouldn't be like, we've got to kill a mouse, better call the vegan. Yes, yeah, so that that was not their that was not their aim. By the time we got back downstairs, it it had it had been dealt with, and I'm sorry to have derailed the podcast in such graphic fashion so early on. No, I I think this might be my favorite. You know how I really liked you talking about marshmallows for a really long time <laughs> last episode. This has absolutely taken by storm the rankings of my favorite things you've said on this podcast. Oh mate, well I don't, I don't know why I don't know why he had it. What would you? <laughs> I mean, what would you if mean? you were trying to kill like forty mice at one time, I'd be like, this is a great mouse dispatch. I can only assume that it it was it was like propped up somewhere close by. I don't know. I didn't ask any questions. I just said okay and turned around and immediately went back upstairs. Wow. So I throw spiders out of windows and that seems really low key now. Why is the house I can see from my window painted pink? What are they trying? Have you done anything else apart from, you know, be part of some kind of rodent conspiracy? Um, well, I have, incidentally, the name of my band, Rodent Conspiracy. Rodent Conspiracy, brilliant. Um, yeah, I've got uh, really into making good packed lunches. Oh, have you? This is, yeah, I mean, this is great. I get photographic evidence. Yep. It's genuinely the highlight of my day. My life's quite bleak. So I, I decided to put more effort into making proper packed lunches than realising that I had not made anything to eat while I was at work and then having to go out and buy some. But I'd already bought groceries with the intention of making food. So then basically I was buying things twice and that's not an economical or sensible way to live. So, no. um, Although I, if you want to have two lunches, that seems like quite a good life decision. You know, they're all there. I, I, could, my first I lunch. could do that. So I decided to be just more on it when it came to making lunches. And dinners, because I keep strange hours. 
obviously eating out is 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 nice and you, I don't want to do this like every day but I sort of did it accidentally for a full week I thought well I'll just keep going see how long I can do it um and all I bought out well this week well I bought a bag of I bought a tub of hummus and a bag of reduced bagels which I was quite pleased with because I had I had run out of things to make sandwiches with and although that's Saturday. buying out it's not like it's in one meal yeah I bought, up your I bought ingredients I didn't buy a meal I you know um, and then yesterday I bought chips because it was my boss's birth. well it, it will be my boss's birthday this week but she's away so we were doing celebration yesterday so we had chips so and, and the week before the only thing you bought was a glass of wine and the week before was a glass of wine and that, that doesn't count no because who's working... wine in their packed lunches except legends? <laughs> the working week was over, so you know. Uh, so yeah, that was that's my success, and I'm going to sort of see how long I can continue, and I may have to start a blog or something, you know. Can you please take us through what you put in your packed lunches? Um... No, go, go back to the blog. I want you to start a blog. <laughs> okay, I will. I'll just excuse me. I'll be back in a minute. I'm just buying a domain name. Yes, yeah, so what I usually do is some sort of sandwich. I love a packed lunch that is made of lots of different bits and bobs um yeah so i like to go to the supermarket and buy loads of bags of things that you can get like snack packs of and then you can just lob them all in a bag and it's really simple and easy but suddenly you feel like you've got a really exciting lunch so always a bag of can i ask you a quiz question yeah are you a suburban mother um to myself yes i think i might be um also we've glossed over what you're putting in the sandwiches oh well, like, like i want whatever in detail okay so last week i had an example would be violife which is pretendy cheese with mm. um, mayonnaise, pretendy mayonnaise, and um, tomato and mm. spinach. Um, I had a Vilife wrap, which was nice with tomato and, and iceberg lettuce. It was so large, I couldn't close it, so I had to I had to bring a, a second wrap into play as a sort of patchwork affair, um, <laughs> like making a, make making your um, your camp bedding roll where you have one blanket going one way and one blanket going the other. Yep, caramelized onion hummus with um, spinach that was tasty yeah i had i you know i had several like carnivorous or or omnivorous substitutes last week which i don't usually tend to go for we usually go for like hummus or bacon peanut butter or marmite or something but i had yeah i had like veggie uh, veggie deli slices which are like pretend sham sausage (laughs) slices yeah it was i had sham i I had sham and it was really nice it yeah, really because good. like I, you know, a kind of tofu-y I assume they're made of tofu or some kind. Yeah, soya. yeah. Violife some is, kind of is compressed soya-free, which is cool because then it's like not yet another thing that's made of soya. So then we're talking like crisps, hula hoops. Crisps. I have hula hoops um, because yeah. I decided a while ago that I should just buy massive multi packs of crisps in the supermarket because I really like crisps. I'm never going to stop eating crisps, but by going to see Mike saying no, I'm not going to buy any crisps just means I will then buy crisps out where they're like five times the price. Mm-hmm. So what's the point? So just just accept that you are always going to eat crisps and just buy some crisps. Fruit, multiple kinds, some sort of What kind of delicious hand fruits? Um I favourite apples and um mm. satsumas. Yeah. Because like satsumas come in their own in their own little carry case and unlike a banana it's not a fun risk of explosion yeah um which by the way is rodent conspiracy's first album (laughs) very good um yeah bananas just always get destroyed in my bag even if they're in a lunchbox they just get destroyed and then i'm not i can't decide if i like bananas or not i like them in things but just the commitment to eating a banana is like oh i just don't care anymore yeah i 
that's the thing. You like buy a bunch, and really, I should be buying bananas individually. I mean, obviously, they come individually. But I would really like if I had a machine, I could be like, yes, today I will have a banana because otherwise, I buy five, and I'm like, oh, I've really committed. Oh, to God, this I've got to eat situation. bananas now. Yeah, too much I actually effort. don't want to think about how many bananas I have in the house. <laughs> uh oh, uh, bananas. Dear. Also jelly. Also yogurt. Trail mix. Mm. Yeah. Peanuts. Chocolate. Basically anything you like. Biscuits. The do you a- eat your chocolate as a bar form, or do you like break up? Like do you like a big bar and break them off, or do you get like biscuit, like the equivalent of a Kit Kat or a club? Um, I if I take chocolate with me, it will be the end of a um like a, a large bar. That then you can break fingers off it, that are like Oof. eating a bar of chocolate, but not like a whole slab. This so, is the know. beauty, like I, I because I uh, don't. What's what I'm looking for? Leave the house. Like <clears throat> I, I do sometimes have my lunch as an unpacked packed lunch. That's my favourite lunch to have here. Maybe I should just go into having packed lunches, but Maybe. at home, there's no reason I couldn't do that. I've got my frozen sandwich box. I could even pack them up and then unpack them. <laughs> uh, frozen the film, not frozen the state of temperature. Um, and I could get multi-packs of crisps and bars of things and fruits. Oh, Jessica, I just, I truly believe you You are, you're the MVP of this episode. Thank you very because, much. Like, I mean, this is... And if our listeners don't care about pack lunches, you can leave. <laughs> don't leave, please. Please don't leave but, us. But, like, oh, this is exactly what I want from a podcast. Uh, I want people talking about pack lunches. Also, I have a range of packed lunch boxes. Oh, my God. How did you... <laughs> so it's I just have, so beautiful. I have a pink lunch bag that's like one of those little insulated bags. And I have a new... finally have a water bottle that doesn't seem to leak. And I got it on offer in Morrison's, other supermarkets are available, and it was sold as a festival pack, and it had in it, it's a litre, sturdy litre bottle, and it came with a poncho, and earplugs, and light sticks, like light um, glow sticks, which obviously I took out and then I filled it with water, I don't care about these things, so they're just in the cupboard for the next time I go to a festival. And it was on offer, so it was like £2.50. And I can carabiner it onto my lunch bag, which is super cool. Also, I have a Wonder Woman lunch tin which looks like one of those oldie fashioned um lunch pails that they would have been eating from when they sat on that big girder when they were building Manhattan. You know the picture. You know the one. Exactly that, what I'm picturing. One. Exactly that. I also have a I have a frozen lunchbox. Thank you very much for that, Rosie. Um and everyone's welcome. I have one of those compartment like sandwich boxes, like you unfold it and then you open up the lid on one side and then there are even more compartments and you can put sandwiches and then there's a bit for a cake and some like carrot sticks and stuff. And like those because um, like you feel really like you've cheated yourself if you haven't filled every compartment. So I just go around the kitchen opening cupboards to see what I can find to fit in the last one. Did and you ever know that you're my hero? Good. <laughs> just, it's just really good. Like it's knocked my compartment child's p- plastic plate that I've been having my lunch off into a cocked hat. <laughs> I love I put a compartmented in plate. The compartment. Yes, thank you. It was. It's got a badger on it. Yes, so, it does. Uh, yes, yes. Obviously, had to. I've, I mean, we've been talking for like eight minutes about pack lunches. I could go another eight at least, but I feel perhaps we should continue with the rest of our maybe po- we program. Should, yeah, maybe maybe we should carry on. Um, I've been to a party dressed as King George the Fourth. Of course, you have. It was really great. I turn up. Mm, not, I would say maybe only a third of guests were in costume, and it was a dead famous party. So there were like wine houses, purple rain, and then a former prince regent, King George the Fourth. <laughs> And then a very different, I was a very in, different kind of prince. <laughs> yeah, oh, very much so. I had a great time. There I was in breeches and stockings. 
a high-waisted legging rolled up over uh, a white tight with a black lace-up heel is a very... That's, uh, that's what I was going to ask. Was it white tights with a pair of leggings on over the top? It was. So I had... Uh, I don't have any cropped leggings, so I rolled up my high-waisted ones. Your, fly, your which, flying you leggings. Know, my favourite pair of trousers ever, apart from my amazing jeans, which if they ever stop making an H&M, I'm going to cry for a thousand <laughs> years. Um, so, yeah, those... <clears throat> uh, my enormous pirate Kate Bush shirt which has got enormous sleeves and it's got ruffles up the front and then a, what you're meant to make a big bow, but I would tie that around my neck to look like a cravat. Nice. Uh, black lace-up heels, a red um, blazer, which I had from Topshop, age 18, <laughs> and then I made a blue sash uh, out of some spare blue cotton from making Snow White's cape. Fabulous. And then I got an Uber home because I did not want to go on the night tube dressed as King George the Fourth. <laughs> Lack, lack of commitment. Wait, what did, did you have? A, what was what was the hair situation? Well, in all of his official portraits, he has brown curly hair, so I just put my hair in curls. Oh, fine. I did not go for a horrible history style pout like uh, when when Jim Howick plays him on Horrible Histories. He's got a grey curly wig, like the Georgians would have worn. But in all of his state pictures, he's just got hair like me, except I have blue hair. <laughs> yeah. But also, um, Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. Yeah, he's gone for a very like I I was at the official portrait. Yeah, end of things. Fair, fair. Um, obviously, I know which. Hey, I'm picking my George the Fourth. <laughs> and also, I went to a Gilmore Girls themed sleepover dressed as Luke Danes. Fabulous. Um, I've seen the first episode. I've seen all four, but uh, all of the uh, all of the attendees bar one were dressed as Luke Danes. It was great. Love it. We all turned up in our check shirts and and hats, um, and took a picture where uh, I mean that kind of disdainful, kind of surly. Um, Yes, so the Gilmore Girls is obviously out. I have seen all four. Jessica's seen the first one. Yeah, but um, maybe we'll save discussion of it for another week when people have yes, had a chance to so. watch it. And uh, also when we've not taken up the time with the more pressing Packland coverage. Uh, yeah, important, important coverage. Um, and that is my intro. How was Stir Up Sunday? Oh, yes, I was going to kind of cover this in Needle and Fed, but... That's, um, that's not bothering I, to talk about it then. Well, I'll talk about the social aspect, if I may. Of course. Yes, Stir Up Sunday was actually two weeks ago, but uh, that was the day after the party of George the Fourth, and I had uh, got confused about what Sunday it was, so I had scheduled instead friends to come over and us to marathon season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race. Of course. Which actually uh, was probably more what I was up to that day, I was able to do. Um, so I did Stir Up Sunday uh, yesterday, which was a week later, but still gives me plenty of time to fill a cake with booze, and I will uh, cover this in a little more detail in Needle and Fed. Uh, Jessica, let's do your song. My song is Give Me One Reason by Tracy Chapman. Lovely. Thank you. I've heard of her. Is she... Do you have a fast car, woman? Yes. Top fives! Top fives! So, we have had this on the back burner for some time. We keep on suggesting it sort of as a joke. I'm not sure. I can never Do we? Tell. I have no recollection of ever discussing this before. Oh, poop. I really ever filled this teacup. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Are you gonna, I, I didn't cry. I might cry. There's no use crying over spilt tea. There you go, that's fine. All tea, all shade. Um, Jessica, you continue to do this. I've got to do maybe, a sipping. Maybe I had thought of this and then just kept thinking, no, that's rubbish. So I never suggested it. But we figured there are only five more weeks of this garbage year left, so let's do our top five tearjerkers, because the next the next two episodes will probably be, hopefully, I really hope they'll be more festive. I, will they, Jessica? I mean... 
Who's to say? I'm, I'm a clinically depressed woman in 2016. I don't know how much better this year is going to get. Like, it's really hard to be. Also, like, like it's joy. nearly over. Let's just. So we're doing this in a cathartic. Yeah. Sometimes you need to feel your feelings, and uh, if you're feeling sad, I, I'm not so much a leaning into like if I feel sad, I will go and watch something happy. But I know for lots of people, they'll go and watch something that makes them cry because that will get their tears out in a controlled fashion. Um. So yes, because otherwise you end up that mad woman like waiting at the bus stop and no one wants that yes so uh this is not necessarily sad things but you can also have heartwarming things anything that is like things that get your tear things that make your eyes runny and obviously rheumatism rheumatism basically glaucoma is okay um so the nature of this of this topic means that uh we shall issue a blanket spoiler alert we're probably going to be told oh my god i've forgotten one wait wait Let's Wait. put it this way. We're going to be talking about the endings of things. I mean, nothing new. I'm not going to be nothing like... Nothing new. And at the end of the Gilmore Girls, when the zombie apocalypse comes <laughs> and Lorelai has to eat Rory's brain... Um, Tragic. What? Tragic um, times. Um, I'm really interested in this, Jessica, because um, you are not a crier. Yes, I, that's why I am denied about it. But I think it's a good topic. Yeah, I think it's a good topic. And also I'm fascinated to know if you have ever showed human emotion. Well, we'll find out. So, yeah, so consider the spoiler alert. We're probably going to be talking about uh, deaths and conclusions, either tragic or heartwarming. Episode 90, <laughs> deaths and conclusion. Oh, my God. I, can't, I kind of want to put that up, but it will make it sound like we're quitting the podcast. We're not. <laughs> I need this. Um, shall I, have, shall I t- take a start? Right, yes, it's an odd week. No, it's not. It's an even it's an, week. It's an even week. <laughs> it's been a very I mean, it week. is an odd week. It's an odd year. But, so, episode um, 90, Rosie, go. <laughs> number one, It's a Wonderful Life. Um, yes, we gave this to our mum on on VHS video. Uh, oh, years ago now. But what we did was uh, we opened up the box, put in some nicely folded tissues, closed the box, and rewrapped it for her. Um, because if you can get through, it's a wonderful life. Now, see, I find the crying bit is uh, is a tears of happiness because. Um, I mean, it's sort of bittersweet because it's when his brother comes back and his brother has been allowed to leave and he's gone and lived the life and George Bailey's felt kind of hemmed in and not able to fill his potential. And then his brother says to my brother, George Bailey, the richest man in town, because he is so rich in friends and kindness and he doesn't actually want to throw himself off a bridge. Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, and that oh, really, really gets me. And also, the saddest thing uh, uh, for a woman is to become a librarian, which yes, um, is, that is a also real, a real sadness. <laughs> uh, also, uh, if you are a spinster, you do develop a limp. <laughs> yeah, and you suddenly you, like you can't really see. You, you suddenly have glasses. really terrible astigmatism, and you do have a hobble. <laughs> uh, yes, and. So it's a wonderful life. Oh, I mean, let's let's not think this is not going to be the first appearance of the phrase Christmas in this because Christmas no, is the happiest, like saddest Christmas? time of year. Uh, I I think the sadness in Christmas is what makes Christmas so great. Yes, because you know what, New Year's Eve—that's the one which is meant to be pure celebration, and that's why New Year's Eve is absolute garbage. <laughs> Except this year, when I can help shut it down, I'm gonna burn it all. Um, number two, number two, Grave of the Fireflies. Is that a Studio Ghibli? That's the Studio Ghibli one, which I vowed I would never, ever watch because it's famously just very, very sad. And then um, Film 4, which is a, a movie channel in the UK, uh, occasionally do Studio Ghibli seasons where they'll show every Studio Ghibli film, usually when a new one is coming onto the television. And it's great. And last year, I videoed every single one. As part of this project, I thought, well, I have to watch Grave of the Fireflies. And it's about two children orphaned after uh, the bomb drops in Japan. 
and uh, famously, they die of malnutrition. And it, I, I was kind of, I knew it was going to be so sad. I was trying to distract myself while I was watching. So I was, I was watching, but I was, I think I was playing a game on my phone because I was like, I can't fully engage. I think this might have been a bad idea because it meant that all the sadness I've been trying not to feel at the very end, I didn't. Usually when I'm watching someone that makes me sort of sad, my throat will get really tight first and I might get a little bit sort of dewy-eyed and I get this really ugly crying face. Which this one? The, <laughs> yeah, we, she does. we skipped she does. straight. Yeah, I do get an, uh, The tears just went, okay, we're here now, and just sort of streamed out of my face for, I would say, 10 solid minutes. And uh, it's a really great film, but no, not again. I, I kind of want to be like, yeah, you should watch it, but you shouldn't ever not. This is why uh, Double Bill with My Neighbor Totoro which was apparently the only way they could get My Neighbor Totoro made, but actually, in practice, is the only way anyone can watch Grave of the Fireflies. Ah, oh, I see, I see. Number three? Number three. Edward Scissorhands. Because right. I uh, realise that the thing that really gets me the most is people who are meant to be together, and who want to be together, and who should be together, and they can't be together. And uh, I was watching this once, and everyone went to the garden centre. I remember this. And I just lost it. And then everyone came home, and they were like, "How was your film? Oh my God, what, ha- <laughs> what the hell happened to you?" And watched Edward Scissorhands. I was watching Edward Scissorhands. Oh, it was really look, Jessica. If you're going to do the tearjerkers as the top five topic, you cannot mock me for that crying at media. <laughs> like this is not fair. It this is, is an opportunity for you to tease me. Uh, oh, damn, she's onto me. I've seen right through you. It's really sad because they clearly love each other, and then bigotry drives this as a man away. <laughs> It's roughly the pricey of that film. That's right. Having not seen it, I, I thought that was probably what it was. He does he he's the he does the the hair cutting or something, and then and then people don't understand him, and he's not a woman. He won't sleep with some woman, and then she decides to do a campaign of hate against him again. I saw it about ten years ago, and I've never watched. What to watch it again? <laughs> so he's shunned, basically. He's shunned, and it's he has to go and run away back to the castle. And I, I, the thing is, the beginning of the film is his creator turns up. Is like I've made you these hands. Drops down, is dead. Edward's like I don't understand what's happening. So he just starts scissoring. He chops up the hands he'd brought him, and his creator's dead. But it's also like, why if you'd made a character like just give him stumps? Like you wouldn't be like oh, I haven't got any hands ready, <laughs> so I'll just stick loads of enormous novelty scissors. I have another yes, job, yes, uh, like- ribbon cutting at new supermarkets and freeways, so I'll just stick these on instead. Like stick a whisk on something useful. Don't be like mm, giant scissors. Maybe one, so really, maybe it's one pair of small spring-loaded scissors, like in a Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Like, even hooks would be useful, because that's what people the actually... For, yeah, don't have like hands, will the use bit for getting Boy Scouts out of a horse's hoof. Yeah, not novelty scissors. And lo- Who has that many scissors? Number four. Number four. Up slash Wally. Up slash Wally. Um, right. Up, obviously, is the pure, solidified, uh, boiled down six minutes of raw pain and emotion no, it's not just six minutes um, it's actually it's actually 12 minutes the opening of up is 12 minutes long and it stands alone okay well i've obviously the perfect blocked out quite the, the perfect love story for our times but crucially you do actually need to keep watching the film because you need to get to the bit at the end no but that makes me cry as well because russell has a garbage dad but carl turns up to his presentation and when he's getting his badge oh my god i'm gonna cry now he gives <laughs> He gives Russell Ellie's pin. Yes, uh, yes. So that gets me... Right, but what Wally is, because Wally is, again, a sort of film of two... There are two films within it. And I don't like people ragging on the second half of Wally because With it all is the fat, ultimately... With lump humans. Because it is in the, ultimately a family film and they couldn't have done a full film of one robot by himself. But the 40 minutes or so that's quite si- that's mostly silent and it's him and then Eva coming down and him and a cockroach eating Twinkies. 
like that is a real slow burn cry um when best friend tara and i went to see it and we were just sort of 40 minutes in just like it's just i'm just drained like i felt (laughs) shriveled and then a man who was in front of us kind of turned around and looked at us like we were weird and i mean okay anyone go and see whatever film they want but he was a man in his 30s watching wally by himself it was a very affecting film he was confused as to why two teenagers were sad like (laughs) "Mm, who's the real weirdo in the cinema (laughs) mister Wally, I can watch more of because I'm like it's not quite the gut punch. So once I've seen it once, I'm kind of immune to it. But up, no, thank you, ma'am. And number five, oh dear, uh, is an episode of The West Wing called Inex Chelsea's Deo, which I must have talked about so many times on this podcast. You have. I've never seen any of The West Wing, but I know exactly you know what the so plot of this, about this. this is about. It's, it's the Christmas episode from season one, and it's uh, again Christmas, um, and there's a whole thing about. Toby uh, had given his coat to a coat drive that still had his business card in it. The veteran who got his coat uh, is homeless and dies. He uses the president's name, Toby, to get a military funeral. But and so it's very sad, and it's a very beautiful bit with the choir in the West Wing. I'm sorry to keep talking about a really great president. Um, uh, is singing Little Drummer Boy. But the saddest bit is Mrs. Landingham talking about her twin sons who got killed in Vietnam, and she says, I just miss my boys. <sighs> and Christmas is very sad. And, oh, it's 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 real tough and the president's like toby maybe don't use my name to get military funerals done but also good work toby <laughs> is, um, so that's my top five does that episode follow but, immediately on from the one with uh with the turkey almost certainly where the turkeys get stuck in cj's office and yes and cj weekend. can't remember the song that she has to sing or something i love the west wing i'm sorry to bring it up at this time of national international crisis <laughs> just gonna do your top five i'm gonna go and feel my feelings uh okay number one uh, Jim Henson doing the washing up. Why would you do this to me? Uh, okay. So at the end of Muppet, and this is a heartwarming one, it's not sad, except that he's dead, but it's not sad at <laughs> the time. Um, because at the end of Muppet Family Christmas, uh, Jim Henson appears to do the washing up. Have, the Muppets are all having a lovely thing on, and he's in the kitchen, and he's doing the washing up. And this is why, if you have pneumonia, go to a hospital. <laughs> yes, yes, strong advice. And he says, oh, they're having a nice time. I like it when they have a nice time. So that's number one. Uh, number two, Tiny Tim, who did not die. Oh my god! Obviously, as played by Robin the Frog on Muppet. Yeah, Christmas I literally Carol. don't care about. Nobody if it's cares a real child. Any, any other um, uh, Christmas Carol, just don't care. Do not care. Uh, but you can absolutely forget that his parents are, are are a fleece frog and pig. Like that doesn't matter. It's because he Tiny Tim always liked looking at the ducks. Oh my god! I think Father has walked home a little more slowly these last few days. Which, ironically, you'd think he'd be going faster because he wouldn't have to keep stopping to sing. Oh, and Beaker, and, and side note, Beaker giving uh, Scrooge his scuff. Yeah. That might be my favourite bit. That's the best bit, and that's pure happiness. Yes. Unlike the tiny dead frock. Yeah, but actually, like, also the bit where, where they say, oh, and what happened to Tiny Tim? Who mm-hmm. did not die? You know, that's cute. Number three, up. Three. Because the yeah, I'm talk about it again. Well, yeah, because you moved on to Wally. So the bit in the beginning with the twelve full minutes of um, Carl and Ellie's love story for all time. But you have to keep watching the film because not necessarily for the bit at the end with um, Russell's badge ceremony, which is obviously delightful. But uh, the bit where Carl discovers that he was Ellie's adventure because he's always felt bad that they didn't get to go anywhere. But it doesn't matter. So that like concludes the story from the beginning. So you can be sad at that, but then it turns out that it was all right the whole time. She had a lovely life. So that's you know that's nice. I'm really glad we've turned the video off. 
I'm currently just swimming around in a little lake of my own tears, like Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Are oh, you really boy. tiny? Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I cried out so much, I shriveled. <laughs> You're just a husk in a pinafore dress. Do your fourth one. I hate this. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> uh, number four. Number four. A League of Their Own when the telegram man turns up. Oh, no, Jessica, not this. Never this. <laughs> this might be the worst one. Like and then he said, and what Bicky Witch is his actual words, and he's like, "Oh, this is the worst one." And then he doesn't have a name, so um, and they all and he says, "This is the worst one." This is, like this is oh, he's this a is real unprofessional. I mean, this this guy a very unprofessional, b complete <laughs> ass. Um, and then Jimmy throws him out of the out of the changing room and takes the telegram off him, and then he because he's usually and they're all singing and laughing and having a lovely time, and suddenly they're all sitting in silence to find out whose husband has died, but they already know that it's the worst one, so they're not even sitting there hoping to hear that one of their loved ones has just been maimed, and then poor old George. or is a prisoner of war. Oh yeah, well that I know, poor but Betty. it's right because Jimmy's they don't like Jimmy, and then he comes in and he oh god Jessica why have you done this to me? I was going to start singing. Um, all American Girls except I couldn't remember it so I was going to start singing something worse because, which is where my brain automatically no. went but I won't I no won't. don't sing that <laughs> see it's on the other mentions mm. number five Matthew Cuthbert oh no and everything about him oh have you seen the trailer for the new um, Anne of Green Gables and it's Martin Sheen no who's made I'm... this programme okay wow I didn't know that but it's not going to be I as need, good as the I need there's a new one coming and obviously it's not going to be as good as the, as the actual I mean why would you bother it's not going to be as good as the actual one not the book but... The one with with uh, Megan, what's her face? Megan, don't say Malali. Follows Fairbanks. Megan follows. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so they've made a new one, and I saw a trailer for it, and I did laugh at a bit where uh, Martin Sheen uh, exits the train station, sees a girl sitting on the platform, and immediately spins around, nearly falls off a step, and goes back inside. <laughs> but that was other, decaying, other no. than that, I was like, I don't care for this. Do you know? It's only last year I realised that Matthew and Marilla aren't a married couple; they're brother and sister. How? What? How did you not know that? That's like the crux of it forgotten okay. I haven't read it or seen it for a really long time and they have the same surname yes that will happen to people when they have the same parents <laughs> honourable mentions honourable mentions and also the time Matthew bought um, and the puff sleeve dress Wait, why are you doing this to me but mostly the time he died <laughs> oh boy oh boy I'm just saying, your snack better be dynamite. <laughs> oh god, it's already it's already rubbish. I better think of a better one. Salted tears. No, but okay. it is. It's okay. I'll save it for a minute. I've got the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yep. Tick. Yep. For the Tony Tim, the the National Theatre production of his Dark Materials. No, I've read the first his Dark Materials it. book. I've read the saw first that play two. About. No, I'm never watching this because again, my favorite thing, or my least favorite thing, is people who want to and should be together and can't be together. Bullness. Bullness. No thank you. No thank you. Uh, do an honourable mention. Um, Schindler's List. Keep it light. Keep it light. Are you kidding me, <laughs> Jessica? The bit where they... I mean, obviously the whole thing, but the the bit where they all put the stones on his grave. We oh, watched okay, that, that is hit, the bittersweet. Like, that's... Yeah, I mean, obviously the whole thing is... Like, I was aware that, that um, tonally, this is very different from the whole of the rest of my thing, especially as everything else is fictional. Um, but, but it's the bit in the... When you actually watch the film, obviously it's awful and, and like, terrible. But... And, and he's a good man. He, like, saves all these people. But it's the bit where they all... Like, it's, it turns to colour and it's the real people putting the stones on his grave. And then we watched that in a history lesson and then it was like, what, do we just have to go to another lesson now? Like, what do we do? So, yeah, just, like, 25 girls sitting there going, oh, okay, math time. 
Yeah, but also that bit always makes me think of the end of The Englishman who went up a hill and came yes. down a mountain oh my God, where it sink, yes. sinks and then they have to go back up and yeah, rebuild totally the hill. Yeah, totally not the same, but it's very different. But Because they have to make sure that the mountain yeah. is, big, is, is big enough again. I don't know how I'm going to pivot from that. I thought sure, I'd open I'm with gonna... that one because then the rest of them are all I thought I'd just get that one out of the way. Fine. Uh, casino night from The Office. Ah, uh, yes. Casino night because uh, Jim is really sad and I keep re-watching The Office and thinking, no, I'm not going to watch Casino night. And then, because he he finally tells Pam he's in love with her, and then she says, "Why are you doing this?" And then they kiss, and she's still getting married, starting Roy. And then there's a bit where she's in the office and she's on the phone to her mum, and you can't hear what her mum is saying, but she says, "Yeah, I think I do too." And then Jim comes in and kisses her again, and then he moves to work with Chip from whose line is it anyway? That's not a sad. Bit. Oh my god, I've forgotten the just... Is he is he Char- Charles Eston in that because he's doing proper acting? Much, much of uh, Firefly and the film Serenity, but specifically, I've just written Wash here. Why, why, why are you doing this? Where's Wash? He's not coming. I will continue the Whedon thing and do the body from season five, it's where Joyce dies of a brain aneurysm. Yeah, I have that. In and my then list. I spent a long time reading about Joyce's bloody brain aneurysm this morning. I have, I have that on my and list. Then, and it takes it's silent, and they, and, and she's, and she, when she dies, they, they don't understand how to do a death that's not like demons or magic, and she just died. Yeah, she's the only person in the entire series who dies of natural causes. <sighs> Mom, public enemy. Why are you doing? Why are you saying this, Jessica? And class protector also, a little umbrella. Yeah. Put on your Sunday clothes. There's lots of world out there. Okay, good. You know what? It's good to feel your feelings. Don't. <laughs> Uh, uh, in, inside out. Sadness. When they realize when yeah okay everything sadness does because she is a precious cinnamon roll, and Joy realizing that it's important to have sadness and sadness being important, and then when they realize that they have to make her forget her childhood her imaginary friend Bing because it's bong, important to because he's too this. heavy. He's too heavy because you have to leave things behind. Metaphor. Any more, Jessica? Uh, Any more? Yes. Arbid's uncontrollable Christmas. Okay. Yeah, that is a really good sad one. Um, do you have do you have more? Or shall I just keep going? No, you just throw a barrage of sadness at me. Okay, okay, so we've done that one. We've done that one. We've done that. Okay. Um, in Newsies, when um they think no one's coming and they they'd heard they'd been singing like when you've got a thousand voices singing like you can't crush us, and they're waiting and they think no one's going to come and then a million voices and all the kids come. That's really cool. And... I love happy crying. Oh boy. On Sesame Street, where they had to explain to Big Bird. Uh, why Mr. Hooper was dead. Yep. Well, I'll tell him tomorrow. No, Big Bird. He's... Oh, Big Bird, that's not what it means. Uh, I've done that one. I've done that one. I've done that one. Sad King on Tangled. Oh, God. Really can't handle t- Sad King. He's just so sad. <laughs> Jessica. But there's a stubborn He's horse. Such... I know. Stubborn I know horse I... is stubborn. Look, we... Sad King is sad. We all love a stubborn horse, but that Sad King is so sad. And then, like, couldn't Flynn cut her hair at a more... Like accessible or versatile length, <laughs> like she's not going to be able to do a thing with it. But why? Why should she? Maybe that is her style that she likes. Princesses don't all have to have long hair, Rosie. I know that. You think I don't know that? I own my own hair clippers. I I think maybe Flynn was just going for the first bit of hair he could grab to stop the you know stop the the bad guys. Stupid Mother Gothel. Yeah. Oh, uh, Lilo and Stitch make me cry like a baby. Oh yeah, I forgot them. Still makes me. Actually, we watched a couple of weeks. We cried loads. Oh hi! It's little. 
and broken, but still good. And then at the end, where they have the burnt picture of her family, but they've, she's cut the edge out so that Stitch can be in the picture with her mom and dad. Uh, in Pleasantville, when everyone is starting to turn not black and white and they're all going into colour, and Bud, or whatever his name is in the real world, in Invisible Invisible Toby Maguire um, still is in black and white and he um, because they've all been turning colour because they've been like drinking and doing inappropriate things and like not behaving in a pleasant feel kind of way and he and he turns colour because he stands up for himself and his mum that's cute the episode of Ali McBeal that we're not allowed to watch but it's so difficult because, because it does uh, have no. the gospel choir singing short people. But we have two separate episodes of that. You have the episode with short people and Stephanie, the transgendered prostitute. Oh. And I have the one from season five. I mean, I don't really watch season five anyway. We kind of pretend that didn't happen. But where the town, there's a town who is suing its its mayor and city and like government because they've ba- they've um, cancelled the Christmas parade, and uh, they're like, we need the Christmas parade this year. Is that the same one with Josh Groban, or is that a different? And that's one? that's the second one with Josh Groban because Josh Groban's character, Malcolm's mum, has died, and that's tragic. And John has lost his Christmas spirit. Shut people gun. It's very no stressful. reason. The brass band having to get over the Pennines. That's my band off my tape. Didn't that's the dinner lady's special Christmas? Well, that's endings it. and conclusions. R E S E U E. You said you wouldn't. <laughs> that was the only thing left on the list, and I felt like a need for a completion, like a sense of like finality yeah. in this list of final it's, things. It's a really lovely song, and then Bernard is standing outside, and he's singing along because he's so good. He's such a pure cinnamon roll, <laughs> and it's uh, Bob Newhart, which is funny. I know. Oh, and at the pro- across the bottom of the list, all I have written is "Merry Christmas, y'all, buildings and lawn." Patron of the week. This week's patron of the week is Cheryl Rothmiller. Cheryl's superpower is knowing just when to silently pass you the tissue box during a weepy moment. It's like a sixth sense, but for ugly crying. Also, you can just tell that her headphones never get tangled in her bag, but she'd definitely know how to untangle yours if you asked. Thanks, Cheryl! If you'd like to receive custom praise on an episode of Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun, head to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica and pledge us $5 a month. Patron of the week! My song is by a band called SCUM. I don't know whether they're called that or just Scum. I the would like is, to the song them... is Scum. Scum. Is it Block Capital? And the song is called Whitechapel. Yes, it is Block Capital Scum. Oh, then I'm going to call it Scum. Scum. Whitechapel. Cool. Do do I do I know it? Probably not. No, because I heard it on Spotify. Oh, definitely not. Then I haven't had Galway Girl for a few a few weeks. You are a lucky, lucky woman. I'm I'm going. I'm. I think I've got um like. Uh, Stockholm Syndrome Galway Syndrome Syndrome. yeah I've got Galway Syndrome so now when it's not there I'm like oh no Galway girl my snack of the day is salted peanuts oh mine is sweet and salty popcorn so we've got really into our tears and that's because the the reason the peanuts are on my list not the loss of electrolytes is not what I'm explaining here uh, is because they were one of the things that I found in the cupboard to put in the packed lunchbox (laughs) to like Mm. pad out the bit that I wanted to sweet and salty popcorn was what we had at Gilmore night love sweet and salty we also got two kinds of takeaway in strong Gilmore fashion, we got pizza and Chinese. Very good. And we put out what looked like the most Lorelai Gilmore canopies, which were plates with Oreos and chocolate and fantastics on. And we had Pop-Tarts. Of course you did. Mm. Mm. And coffee. Espresso martinis. Nice. I had too much. Because I don't like martinis very much, so there's a point where I was like, it's, it's hurting the backs of my eyes. <laughs> Needle and fed. fed. Needle and fed. I'm just going to get some knitting out of the way and then I'll delve into stir up Sunday. Okay, I'm just going to yawn into the microphone. <laughs> Crikey. Uh, I um, have finished my Age of Brass and Steam McCurchief. 
even just taking it off the needles has really made the whole thing look better. It's because it's it's such a bright colour and I was concerned it wouldn't work, but I think it will and I've got enough, a small amount to make a pom-pom and I wanted to make a grey hat with a brightly coloured pom-pom on it Nice. and I think that that, that's the right thing to make pom-pom out of a pom-pom. Pom-pom. Make pom-pom. Then it will go with the kerchief. I now in a lot of triangular shawls and things because I'm a knitter so that's what happens and now I have returned to the Belmont cardigan I was knitting out of my, my yarn that I got at Pearl Soho in New York and I'd been a bit concerned about the size and I've realised I have done so much. I can't change the size again. It's going to be fine. It might be a little big but that's better than it being small and I can always, when I block it, block it a little neater and that's going to make the stitch pattern come out. So that's really good. Um, There are a lot of stitches to a row because it's three ply and it's a cardigan, so oh, it's God. about 200 and something stitches. But it's really satisfying, and it's so lovely to knit with. It's very drapey, which might not be appropriate for this cardigan, but what the heck, I love it. So that's what I've been knitting. And yes, yesterday we did Stir Up Sunday, and it just so happened that on Saturday, uh, somebody I follow on Twitter retweeted somebody else, uh, at Bookshaped, who was saying that um, she would be doing a second Stir Up Sunday, and anyone else who was doing it could join in. So we had the hashtag Stir Up Sunday 2 because it was the sequel and yep. we were baking and sharing our pictures and it, it was really nice because people like, yes uh, <laughs> very much so and I sort of made new friends and people were sharing stuff and we were putting up yeah photos and I had got um, uh, last year when I'd been sort of getting ready for my first Christmas and uh, not living at my parents house I was doing loads of prepping and um, and I, the one thing I'd noted down was like oh, I would like to make a Christmas apron and oven gloves and then uh, Kath Kidston had really nice ones and they were on special offer so I got a Christmas apron, uh, tea towel and oven gloves um, from Kath Kidston so I looked super smart and I did have an incident with an electric uh, mixer so it was really useful that I was wearing my apron nice nice because otherwise they would be spattering across my smart Christmas PJs that I was wearing they're more lounge wear than a PJ because it's a sweatshirt um so I made Delia's Christmas cake recipe and this year I had black treacle and brandy because last year I had substitute black treacle for golden syrup which is actually very different which you learn when you try and lick the spoon licking a spoon of golden syrup yum 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 licking a spoon of treacle it's horrendous don't ever do that yeah and I got uh, the end of a bottle of brandy from our granny's house that our parents were clearing because I said, oh, I don't want to buy brandy. And I said, well, you have brandy. Here, have some brandy. And I intend to finish that up with my uh, uh, feeding it. In fact, I shall feed it today because it wasn't quite cold enough to feed last night. Good idea, good idea. But it looks um, pretty chuffed with it. Uh, I made some flapjacks this week to go in the packed lunches. I'm about to eat one. They are just oh my. like bog-standard flapjack recipe. I say recipe. I couldn't remember the exact recipe off the top of my head. So I did a quick Google and I was like, okay, yeah, basically it's just the same of everything. And then I couldn't really be bothered to measure, so I just lobbed some stuff in and it looked about right and it was fine. So um, it's golden syrup, sugar and, and uh, margarine and, yeah, porridge oats. And also a bag of mixed chopped peel. Over, well, not a whole bag. Um, and then over the top I just melted a bit of dark chocolate just for interest. Um, and Lovely. I'm really pleased with them. I think putting the mixed chop peel in makes a really big difference. It makes them interesting and more like, more like a kind of pretendy granola bar, and it's that counts as fruit, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. One of your five a day. And because you're like, if you're sticking them in flapjacks, like just buy like the the value bag and just lob them in. So it's like a really economical treat. And mm-hmm. porridge oats, like you know, basics. So. Yeah, that was my cooking. I've not done any knitting. I still need to make my hat fit. I think I might have to possibly redo it, which is annoying. But I will Mm. have a go at steaming it and see what I can do. 
Okay. But I enjoyed knitting it and it wasn't particularly like an onerous task. So if I have to do it again, I have to do it again. And I might just yes. use a slightly slightly larger needle. Yeah. Um, and just make it a bit chunkier. Or a bit gappier, rather. Um, I think that would solve the problem. And then I would possibly get use a slightly smaller needle on the ribbing around the, around the band. Did you say that it fitted you on the ribbing around the band? The band fits, but it's actually almost could be tighter. So I think I need to go down one for the ribbing and up one for the body of the hat. But never mind. Never mind. And I might run out of yarn that way, but I have some other... Because I was playing yarn chicken towards the end and I did win. And annoyingly, I then cut it off, but I could just knot in the the very the last few feet to the left. Um, and then mm-hmm. I have some green that I could just be the crown. And then I'm going to put a, a pom-pom on it anyway, so... Doesn't, doesn't matter. You could do the ribbing in a different colour. Oh, I could do. That's a good idea. Oh, maybe I'll do that. that. Maybe I'll do the, the ribbing in the um, in the colour of the pom pom. Yeah. Because um, that's just, that's just cream. Yeah, that's, that's nice. a good idea. And I might make the ribbing long, slightly slightly wider because I didn't want to make the the ribbing section too wide because I was concerned that I wasn't going to get a full hat out of that skein. Um, yeah. I did. It's fine. But then I can um, yeah just put all of it into the the body of the hat. As it were. What have we seen this week? What have we seen this week? Oi! Jessica. Rosie. Are you aware that she and him have a new Christmas album? Oh, my goodness. I was not. Oh, my greyhounds. Yeah. Mm-mm. Found it yesterday when I was trying to put on that old Christmas album for Stir Up Sunday. Fabulous. Oh, we had all the good music. Papinis. Bit of St. Agnes Fountain. But a she and him. But on my favourite Christmas tape. Why, I oughta. Um... So we had She and Him. It's called Christmas Party. I haven't listened to it in its entirety. I just put it on a mix with our other Christmas album, but it seems very good. As uh, long-time listeners will know, we uh, do our Operation Get Festive every year, yep. and we like to ease people in, and we always start with She and Him, because it is a great early Advent Christmas album. Yes. Do not like, start with Phil Spector. That is too much. That's a good life lesson. Don't don't start with Phil Spector. <laughs> so uh, that is my recommendation. Do you have any recommendations? Um, no, I feel like I have not got very much. What have we seen this week? Well, you know why? Because the world is bleak. So when I went on my Twitter, everything I'd shared was horrible. Except this, Chris Jackson hanging out with Elmo at the uh, Thanksgiving yeah. parade. Yeah, I did see and that. And he's talking about eating a turkey and upsets him up at turkey. Oh dear. Well, yeah. Um, well, I guess what have we seen this week? This week we have seen the Gilmore Girls. Yes. So I don't know if you guys are aware there's new Gilmore Girls. Just just saying. They, did, they haven't made much of a fuss. I have finished Jane the Virgin Season 2. I have accidentally spoiled Jane the Virgin Season 2 for someone. Whoopsie. Whoopsie-daisy. Uh, which means I am now probably going to finish iZombie Season 2 because I'm trying to do the <laughs> ones that I have the least episodes of. I know I'm only like six episodes... No, fewer than that in and I've got a lot to do. And then, then I can actually start on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend properly because I'm only six episodes in in its entirety. And we're getting Season 2 as that comes in on Netflix, which is great, but also terrible. Yes. And also, could they do that for yes, Jane I the have, Virgin? And also, I have could they put Brooklyn Nine-Nine on? Uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend to watch. I was working hard in New York job. Except she has a new theme tune for... She does. I've seen it. Whenever I think about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I then want to sing it to the tune of Fairly Odd Parents. She's that ex-girlfriend, Crazy (laughs) Ex-Girlfriend. I think they should have considered that as the theme tune. Oh, you know what I saw saw this week, but in person? So this is kind of a Zaxxon rule thing. This doesn't work if you weren't there. But Piccadilly Circus in the dark. Oh, yes, there was a huge blackout. And you got sent home from work. There was a giant blackout. And myself and several colleagues decided we would go for a wander to go and see Piccadilly Circus in the dark. 
so the screens the famous screens weren't lit um and the the power cut was affecting the north side of piccadilly circus but not the south side um, oh wow so lower regent street was lit the bottom of regent street was not lit and uh, like so the christmas lights were out street lights were out shops didn't have any lights it was really odd because some bits were lit and some bits weren't depending on what grid everything was plugged into but even some mm. bits on buildings like lily white's was really beautifully illuminated because all their building lights were on but none of the street lights were on so you could really see all the architecture and stuff which is nice um and then like windmill street was just pitch black and we just walked up there and like brewer street's dark and it's really cool and all the restaurants and cafes look lovely because they'd started putting pubs because they started putting out candles so were some of them still open yeah i guess everyone who was in there already would you know they weren't immediately told to leave because you know, everyone was finishing their their meals or their drinks or whatever. I'm assuming maybe they weren't taking new customers or they were just seeing how long it lasted. But the power didn't come back on until like 9, 9.15. It was out for about four hours. It went off at quarter past Crikey. five. So some places closed. and But like a lot of a lot of the pubs were staying open and things like that. Because I guess... That sounds very beautiful. But I, don't, I mean, the thing is, how would anyone pay for anything? Because if you... The, uh, the POA machines wouldn't work. And uh, how would you open the tills? I guess maybe they wouldn't take any new, let any new new customers in. But obviously, if you've already got your dinner, they're not going to make you leave. So it was actually quite nice because everything was sort of candlelit and pretty, all pitch black, <laughs> and people just wandering, <laughs> like wandering in the street as cars were trying to get past with their headlights going. Um, this is still a road. No, but isn't it beautiful? It was cool. And crucially, I got to go home. You got too. the day off. I got to go. Home. There would have been plenty of people out on Friday night who didn't get to do the things that they wanted that they had come into town to do, which is a shame. However, for you... However, I got to go home early, so not bragging, but, you know, bragging. Lovely stuff. Uh, I'm going to go and eat biscuits now. Okay, I'm going to finish my tea and have a flapjack. Flibbity flap, flibbity flap, put the pancake on the stack. Everybody flap, flap my jack. jack. Uh, hey, uh, have a great time crying this week, guys. Love you. Enjoy. Bye! R E S E U E rescue. Why are you doing this? Head held high, touch the sky. You mean everything to me. R E S C U E rescue society. Head held high, touch the sky. Near the near me. Anyway, Merry Christmas, you old buildings and lawn. To find out more and to read show notes, find links and photos for this and past episodes, you can visit our website at rosieandjessica.co.uk. You can email us at say hello to rosieandjessica at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at the Day of Fun Show. Rosie and Jessica t-shirts are now available. You can shop for all your Day of Fun needs at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash ohmygreyhounds. And now you can become a monthly subscriber and support Rosie and Jessica's Day of Fun at our Patreon. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Rosie and Jessica. Thanks for listening.